Welcome to The Skin Reel, your guide to all things skincare, skin health, beauty, and more, curated by dermatologists and true skin experts. I'm your host, Dr. Mary Alice Mina. I'm a double board certified dermatologist and dermatologic surgeon with over a decade of clinical experience. If you're looking for real, practical, unhyped skincare guidance and expertise, or you just think the skin is really cool, then you're in the right spot. I'm so glad you've tuned in to The Skin Reel. Now let's dive in because this is how dermatologists talk skin. Hi everyone, quick disclaimer here before we start. This podcast is for educational purposes only and is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional. If you're looking for help on your skin journey, please check out the American Academy of Dermatology's website, aad.org, where you can search their database for dermatologists near you. It is so important that you have someone in your corner who's well-trained, licensed, and board-certified who can help you make decisions when it comes to your skin health. Okay, got it? Great. Now for the fun stuff. Hi everyone, Dr. Mina here from The Skin Reel, and I am so excited to be in your ears today because I am talking about one of my favorite procedures to perform on my patients, and that is a chemical peel. Now, why do I love this procedure so much? Well, it's because it can make such a big difference in someone's skin tone, their complexion, it can help with scarring, acne, sunspots, aging. It's just a great way to give someone a refresh, to give them beautiful, glowy skin and relatively little downtime. Typically, it does take about a week, but then they have this beautiful skin that is so worth it. And it really is a great procedure for someone looking for a refresh, but who does not want to dip their toes into other cosmetic things that require a lot of maintenance like botulinum toxin or hyaluronic acid fillers. Now, I'm doing this podcast episode in the wintertime because this is really chemical peel season. You do not want to do this procedure in the heat of the summer when the sun is out and it's hot. And that's because of a number of reasons. Number one, when we do the chemical peel, we are removing a portion of your skin, the top layers of your skin. And that is going to make your skin very sensitive, especially to the sun. Think about a newborn baby's skin. It's really fresh. It's really sensitive and has not had a lot of exposure to sun damage. And that's kind of what happens when you get a chemical peel. You have this new, fresh, almost baby-like skin that comes out. And so you want to be really careful not to expose it to the sun. The other reason is that it is really uncomfortable. So all my patients know, really fall through end of winter, that is chemical peel season. That is when you should be thinking about getting into your dermatologist and having a refresh so that you have beautiful skin come spring and summer. I also really advise my patients that if they are going to spend the time and the money on a chemical peel, they have to be willing to commit to vigilant sun protection afterwards. 
If you don't do that, you are just wasting your time and your money. And who has time for that? So if you are thinking about a chemical peel, make sure that you can follow up with your beautiful new complexion by wearing sunscreen every day and really being careful in the sun. Otherwise, you're really not going to get much benefit out of it and your chemical peel results are not going to last as long. Let's start with the basics of what chemical peels are. They are basically an acid that your dermatologist or provider will apply to the skin, which removes a top layer of skin that helps remove dead skin cells, helps even out your complexion. It can help minimize pores, improve acne, help with aging and fine lines and wrinkles. Not all peels will do this, and that's why you really need to see someone who is skilled and experienced at doing chemical peels. There are different levels and different strengths. If you go to a med spa and get what's called a lunchtime peel, you can expect it to be a very, very light superficial peel, which will have minimal downtime, but I also say it has minimal benefit. And that's because it just simply is not removing much of your skin. Now, there are some superficial peels that I do like a lot, and those are things like Jesner's peels or a light salicylic acid peel, and I think those peels certainly have a role. I like the Jesner's peel for a sort of pre-peel prep when I'm doing a deeper, stronger peel. I think it makes that deeper peel that I apply second work better and penetrate more evenly. And I like the salicylic acid peels for people who have more acne-prone skin because it can help with oil production and breakouts. With these more superficial lighter peels, they also are good for people who have more melanin in their skin, so people with darker skin types. And I'll talk more about that in a little bit. Just know that if you are thinking about getting a superficial peel, you will have minimal downtime, but you also will have minimal results with each treatment. And so you really need a series of treatments to really get the desired effect. A medium peel is something that you are definitely going to want done by a dermatologist or skilled professional with a lot of experience with chemical peels. And that's because this medium depth peel is removing the top layer of skin called your epidermis, but it's also penetrating deeper into the second layer of skin called your dermis. I love, love medium depth chemical peels because I think they are so beneficial for so many people, but it's important to know that there can be side effects and it's not right for everyone. With these medium depth peels, you really need about a week of downtime afterwards where the top layers of your skin are going to be peeling off and sloughing off. And you look kind of scary, I have to say, but it doesn't typically hurt. After that first week, your beautiful, healthy new skin underneath has come through and Typically by day seven, I am getting photos and emails from patients smiling and saying how much they love their results. But it does typically take a week, and I really want to hammer that home. It is not a quick in and out where you can be out and about the next day. People are going to know you had something done. You are going to want to have about a week of downtime to let that skin peel and the new skin heal underneath. 
less commonly are deep chemical peels. And there certainly are very skilled dermatologists and people out there, especially around the world, who still do full face deep chemical peels. But those can have some serious complications, including things with your heart called arrhythmias. So if you are getting a full face deep chemical peel, you want to make sure you're seeing someone who is really experienced in this arena so that you do not have complications or scarring. More often, I see people using these deep chemical peels in more focused areas rather than the whole face, but there certainly are people out there doing it and they can get pretty amazing results, but this is not something you want to see just any old person for. You want to really make sure for these deep peels, you are seeing someone who has a lot of experience with these deep chemical peels. If you have ever read about chemical peels, you probably know that there are a few mainstay ingredients that we rely on to perform these peels. And the four are alpha hydroxy acids. So these are going to be things like glycolic acid, lactic acid, And you may see this in a lot of at-home exfoliating treatments. They will oftentimes contain alpha-hydroxy acids. The second type of acid we use in chemical peels is a beta-hydroxy acid. And then the main one here is going to be salicylic acid. And this one penetrates a little bit deeper than the alpha-hydroxy acids. And it's also fat-soluble. So it's really good for people with oily skin or acne-prone skin. That's where I really like to use it. A favorite one for me is also trichloroacetic acid, which we commonly call TCA peels. These are great for a deeper peel, for a really strong medium depth or deeper chemical peel. And lastly, we have phenol peels. This is going to be your deep peel. It's the deepest one that we have. And when it's being used for sort of full face rejuvenation, you are really going to need to see someone skilled at this because there are some pretty serious side effects with it. However, what some people will do is more localized phenol peels rather than treating the whole face at the time, which can be a little bit safer. When we use these acids and we apply it to a patient's skin, the endpoint that your dermatologist is going to be looking for is what we call frosting. And that is when the skin develops really what looks like icing on a cake or a cupcake. You see this sort of white appearance to the skin. And depending on how strong the peel is, that will determine whether the frost is more wispy and light where you can still see the skin underneath, or if it's more confluent where it's pretty much solid white across the whole face. And that's going to be the sign of a much deeper chemical peel. Now, you might be wondering what happens when you come in for a chemical peel. And at least in my office, we always first do a consultation where we discuss what your concerns are to make sure that a chemical peel will adequately address this. If I have the opportunity for time before your chemical peel, then I'd like to start the patient on a tretinoin or a retinol product. And again, this helps the chemical peel work more evenly. It sort of preps the skin for the chemical peel. I also like to take a past medical history to determine if the patient has a history of cold sores. If I'm going to be doing a medium depth peel, 
particularly on a patient's face. If they have a history of cold sores, then I am going to put them on a medication to help prevent cold sores from coming out during the peel. When the patients come in for the actual procedure, we ask that you don't wear makeup. It just is going to be wiped off anyways. So come in with clean skin wherever we are working, which a lot of times is the face. I then will, of course, take some really nice before pictures because I only have one chance to take these before pictures to see the amazing results. And then I will degrease the skin with acetone, aka nail polish remover. Doesn't smell great, but it's really important to decrease the skin so that the peel will work evenly. After we've decreased the skin, we will then apply whichever peel we are using that day. Sometimes it's a combination of peels. Sometimes it's just one. When we apply the peel, it's fairly quick. It takes a couple of minutes typically, five minutes perhaps at the max. During the time we have a fan blowing on the patients because that peel can burn, especially if it's a more aggressive peel. And sometimes the patients will experience some burning or tingling sensation, but it is typically short-lived because after those couple of minutes, we will then put some gauze that's been soaking in ice water on the patient's skin, and it really helps shut down that burning, that heat sensation, and it really just cools down the skin very, very quickly. So the procedure itself is fairly short and very well tolerated by our patients. We let the patients sit with the cold gauze on their face until they feel comfortable, and then we lather them up with a petrolatum-based product. Typically, we use Aquaphor spray just because it can be applied very lightly but evenly on the face, and that's about it. Then the patient will go home, and over the next several days to week plus, all the top layer of skin will darken, it will slough off, and beautiful healthy skin will shine through. I do recommend during that week or so of healing that patients just use minimal skincare. And what I mean by that is use a very bland, gentle cleanser, if you even use a cleanser at all those first few days, and to only apply Aquaphor or Petrolina-based products on their skin. I don't want people using a retinol. I don't want them using vitamin C serum. I don't even want them using sunscreen, which I can't believe I'm even saying. But for that first week, minimize what is on that skin by keeping it very, very simple so that the skin has a chance to heal and will not become irritated. And this is why it's really important not to do it in the summertime because that skin will not have any SPF on it and UV radiation can be really damaging on that brand new fresh skin. Once that skin has peeled off, you have that beautiful healthy skin underneath and it's really up to the patient then to maintain that beautiful glow that they now have. And that's why I recommend sunscreen every day, all day, and also a retinol or retinoid product in the evening as sort of a mini peel nightly throughout the year. If someone is really vigilant with their sun protection, a lot of times they won't need another peel for years and years. However, if someone has a lot of sun damage or a lot of freckling, 
and perhaps they're not as vigilant with their sun protection, they may need a chemical peel, at least in the beginning, a little more frequently. And then, of course, people getting a more superficial peel should commit to a series of at least three to five peels monthly for the optimal results. Chemical peels can be a really safe and really effective way to rejuvenate the skin. And a lot of times, dare I say, they rival what lasers can do, which I know if I have any laser experts out there, they may want to challenge me on some of that. But a well-performed peel can give excellent, excellent results. We forget that sometimes simple things can still give really great results. Now, chemical peels are not without side effects, and it's important to know that going in. And again, why it's so important to have someone who is really skilled and knowledgeable, like a dermatologist, performing these peels. Chemical peels are fairly safe in people who have a lighter skin complexion to begin with. They can safely be performed in individuals who have darker skin, but there is a higher risk of complications like pigmentary issues. Sometimes the skin can hypopigment where it's a little bit lighter. And more commonly, there can be something called hyperpigmentation where the skin will take on a darker hue. And so your dermatologist or provider may want to pre-treat you with a skin lightening cream or have you use that afterwards to help prevent that. It's also critical that the right strength of chemical peel is selected for you based on your skin type. A chemical peel that might be safe for me may not be safe for someone who has a darker complexion. And that is why you really want to make sure you're seeing someone skilled for this. Chemical peels can really be performed on most skin on the body, but there are risks with particular areas, especially those that do not have as many oil glands, what we call sebaceous glands, because the risk of scarring is higher. And that's going to be on skin such as the neck, chest, arms, and hands. So doing a deeper or more aggressive chemical peel in these areas does come with slightly higher risk of scarring than, say, the face that has a large number of oil glands. And very rarely, but it can happen, people can develop infections from all that skin that is sort of peeling. And so that's why practicing really good wound care, washing the skin gently, not pulling the skin, and rarely infections can occur, whether this is a bacteria, a viral infection, or an infection with yeast. And if you have any concerns that you could be getting an infection, you definitely want to reach out to your provider. Lastly, it's so important that while the skin is peeling to really resist the urge to pull the skin off yourself. If you've ever yanked a scab off or a piece of dry skin, sometimes you realize you pull a little more than you should have or more skin comes off than you anticipated. And this is where scarring can develop. So as your skin is peeling, resist the urge to pull it off yourself because you may be pulling off deeper skin that can lead to a scar. If you are interested in learning more about chemical peels, definitely reach out to your local dermatologist. And you can also check out my blog for more great information on chemical peels. Thank you so much for listening to The Skin Reel. 
I hope it's been informative, educational, and perhaps a little entertaining. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to like and subscribe and share with a friend. Don't want to stop your learning just yet? Head on over to theskinreel.com for show notes, blog posts, and so much more. Until next time, skin friends.